The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting, designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. Commodities are our most pleasant asset class. They feed us and fuel us, keeping us nourished and energized for the day at hand. They've been also going up in value, which is icing to the proverbial cake. Today's ETF battle is a duel between two commodity-linked ETFs. They're both from Invesco, and this is another audience-requested matchup. It's DBA versus DBC. So find out who wins the battle right after this. A cordial welcome to all. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Season three of our program is in full swing. And if it's your first time here, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Let us know how you've been enjoying the show. And if there's a certain ETF matchup that you'd like to see, send us your ETF ticker symbols in the comments section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Higher inflation has pushed the price of commodities up and the ETFs linked to them. Now, if there's one major asset class that's probably missing from your portfolio, it's not stocks, it's not bonds, it's not cryptos or cash, it's probably commodities. And today's contest is an intramural showdown between uh, the Invesco DB Agriculture Fund, that's DBA, versus the Invesco DB Commodity Index Tracking Fund, DBC. And this suggested battle was sent to us by a viewer named Base Rock. And I think we could all use a little more base in our daily lives. And for me personally, I'm okay with any kind of base. It doesn't necessarily have to exclusively be base rock. But congratulations, Space Rock. You win an ETF Battle shirt. That's because we chose your suggested matchup. So be sure to visit the description section below for instructions on how to claim your prize. Judging today's contest was Mike Akins with ETF Action and Jessica Ferringer with ETF.com. Judges, welcome back. Great to see both of you. Hey, Ron. Great to be here. It's good to be here, Ron. Good to see you, Jessica. So the four battle categories for today's commodity showdown is cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and our mystery category. Our judges are going to pick their favorite ETF in each category, and then we're going to tally up the results and declare an overall winner. Our judges can also nominate wild cards if they feel that there's better options elsewhere. Now, keep in mind, none of the outcomes of ETF battles are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of our judges. I've got the scorekeeping chores and my scorecard is ready. So let's start with the first category, which is cost. Jessica, you're up. Please get us started. 
All right. So both of these ETFs have a management fee of 85 basis points, but the estimated futures brokerage fee is a little bit higher on DBA, brings the total expense ratio to 93 BIPs versus 87 for DBC. Um, you know, I think the composition of the ETFs is going to be more of a deciding factor here if you're choosing between them. But strictly speaking, in terms of costs, I'm going to pick DBC. Thank you, Jessica. That's a strong start. Mike, how do you see it shaken down between these two ETFs in terms of cost? I'm in complete agreement with Jessica that when it comes to this battle, it's all about what exposure you're trying to, to capture. So I'll take my remaining time to throw out a couple of disclosures that both of these strategies are commodity future role products, meaning that um, you're not guaranteed you're going to track the underlying spot price of these commodities. Um, it's really important to understand contango and backwardation. Not going to get into it, but if you're going to buy these products, you should be able to answer that question before you do. And the second thing is, for those of you that love to file taxes like I do, make sure that you know that these products both issue a K-1. So if you buy this product, you are going to get a K-1 that you have to include in your um, annual tax filing with the IRS. And so just want to keep those in mind as you consider um, possibilities into this space. Great points, Mike. And the cost of those tax filings may add on to your overall cost of owning these ETFs. So I take that's going to be a split decision or would it be DBC? What What is your overall? Split decision for me. That's what I thought. Thank you, Mike. We next move to exposure strategy. So Mike, you're still up. Shake it down for us. Well, this is the battle in a nutshell, um, exposure, right? So let's just understand the two products. DBC is going to be a broad. Um, it's trying to track the commodity space as a whole. Um, and it's doing it in a market cap sense, basically the size of each space from a, a total market capitalization or a total um, revenue generated from those spaces. So DBC is going to come with a lot of energy, about 60% energy, and then it's going to have some um, allocation to uh, agriculture. It's going to have some allocation to industrial metals. It's going to have some allocation to precious metals, but it's a broad-based commodity tracker. DBA is specifically agriculture futures. So it's going to get into um, your different agriculture future contracts and be specifically within that segment of kind of the four-pronged um, approach of DBC. So to that end, um, I personally am not an expert when it comes to commodity prices. I know that commodities can be highly um, tied to inflation. And when you think about that, both of these products, if if we're in an inflationary environment, are probably going to perform pretty well. Um, I personally would stick with the broader base strategy um, and not try to pick one or the other. So I'm going to pick DBC, um, one, because of that broader nature, two, because I wouldn't want to leave energy out of my decision right now when, I, when accessing um, commodities. But that, I'm going to go with DBC. But if you have reason um, to get in specifically to agriculture, obviously DBA would be your choice. We next shift to Jessica. Thank you, Mike, for exposure strategy. Jessica, how do you see it? Yeah, so Mike gave a really good overview of the differences in exposure there. Um, the only thing I would add, it's not like DBA is just the subset of DBC. It actually um, lumps livestock in with its agriculture exposure, and there's no livestock in DBC. Um, so that's just another difference between the two. If I had to pick one, you know, I would say that there's probably an argument that could be made for having dedicated broad-based commodity ETF exposure in your portfolio, whereas having an ag ETF is probably going to be more of a tactical position. Um, so that's why I'm going to have to go with DBC. I think it's just, you know, more of an all-purpose commodity vehicle. 
Thank you, Jessica. Our next category is performance. And uh, this is where it gets interesting because commodities, the performance has really picked up as of late. So Jessica, how do you see it between these two ETFs? Yeah, both of these funds do have pretty long track records. You know, DBC has been around since February 2006, and DBA has been around since January 2007. So if we look at the big picture, we look at performance since DBA's launch, uh, DBA is down about 14%, while DBC is just squeaking out a positive return of about 2%. Now, that's after a really strong year of returns for both of them, but that's after nearly a decade of pretty weak performance for commodities overall. Um, you know, but all that being considered, I'm going to give the performance category to DBC because it outperforms over the common time period. Thank you, Jessica. Mike, how do you see it in terms of performance between these two funds? I think spot on. DBC is the clear winner. Um, and looking backwards, looking forwards, I'm still, if I'm in the commodity space, a big reason I'm there right now is because I do want to have some allocation energy. Um, so I wouldn't want to leave that out of my allocation and DBC's got it. DBA doesn't. Um, so DBC is my winner from a performance, both um, backwards looking as well as forward looking. That takes us to our mystery category. This is where our judges can choose a factor or thing that they believe is crucial to this battle. And our judges can also take a pass on the mystery category or they can protest. This category, by the way, is an Agatha Christie favorite. So our judges are going to give us their mystery category. So, Mike, what is your mystery category and who wins it? Um, so I'm going to throw my mystery category out there as correlations. And um, to that extent, I'm going to think about correlations and how it pertains to structure. Um, I personally think that future, commodity future strategies are very unique. They're built for the purpose of um, a very specific use case across portfolios and really should be used by um, professionals that know exactly um, how they're um, structure works, understands the equation of contangling backwardation, but it doesn't mean that you can't get tactical and get some allocation to some of these strategies simply by looking through to the companies that produce it, right? So think way back 10 decade ago, you know, I went to inside ETFs and everybody wanted to talk about commodity producers. Um, well, it turned out the timing was bad to discuss it, but those strategies are still around. So if I was going to link in these strategies, I would say, you know, how could I get a high correlation to that underlying commodity? By owning the company in a standard equity exposure. So I'll throw out a couple of tickers. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there, but like if you're thinking agriculture, you know, DBA aligns well with Moo. MOO is an equity product that um, owns companies in the agricultural space. Or if you're thinking broader base commodities, um, natural resources in general, you might think DBC, something like Nanner, NANR. Um, but I think nine times out of 10, for the average investor or even most pros, um, you want to make an allocation of these, you're better off doing it in a company exposure and equity exposure. So my mystery is really thinking about accessing these areas through a different vehicle that's a little more traditional um, by owning the companies that produce the commodities. Thank you, Mike. Are those, your, by the way, your wildcard nominations? Yeah, Moo is for DBA and uh, Nanner. Um, would be DVC, but that's not a direct link because it's more um, energy focused, but 60% of DVC is energy. Gotcha. Thank you, Mike. Jessica, you're up next. Your mystery battle category, what is it and who wins it? Yeah, so my mystery category is how these ETFs tend to perform during market drawdowns. And when you look at that, DBA is really the clear winner. 
And since they have the long track records, like I said before, we can really see this play out a couple a couple times. So if we look at the 2007 to 2009 bear market, the S&P 500 fell by over 50 percent during that time period. Um, commodities were down too. DBC fell by nearly 27 percent, but DBA was only down 14 percent. If we look at 2020, um, the S&P 500 fell by 33 percent. DBC was down 25 percent and DBA only fell by 11 percent. So, you know, in terms of taking maybe a more defensive approach to your commodity exposure, I think DBA would be the better choice. All right. I got you down for DBA on your mystery category. Thank you very much, Jessica. Now we move to the part of the show where our judges get the chance to give us their overall battle winner. Jessica, give it to us. Let me just say that I really love this matchup. I came into this battle expecting to like DBC more due to its more comprehensive view of the space. Um, but after you know seeing how DBA behaves in market downturns, I'm going to have to choose that one as my overall pick. Um, you know, 2022, we've seen a little bit of market turmoil going on here. Who knows what the future holds? But DBA seems to fare a little bit better when equities are declining. So my overall pick, um, you know, just keeping the current market environment in mind, is DBA. Thank you, Jessica. Mike, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner. Give it to us. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to echo Jessica's statements. This is a timely battle. Um, I do think that I have to shy away from the two products that were sent, that were, were suggested by your guests. I think that's in the right um, directionally. It's the right call, the right thing to be thinking about, but it's using the wrong implementation vehicle, you know, and, and uh, you got to think about not just, where do you want to allocate your money? It's how do you want to allocate your money? And with this particular battle, I would strongly urge um, the audience to think, okay, if I really like agriculture. Is there a cleaner structure I can get access to that marketplace? If I really like broad-based commodities, there's a lot of good inflation fighting ETFs out there um, that are a mix of you know, various fixed incomes like tips and various equities that are highly correlated to inflation. Um, that you might want to consider, um, you know, one of the guests of this show, John Davi, uh, his firm just launched a new ETF, PPI. Uh, great one to take a look at if you're like thinking about inflation as your reason for this this discussion. So this particular one, I'm going to give the, the winner DBC because I just don't want to have a structure where I'm not getting that energy exposure. But just kind of skull and crossbone warnings across the board. I think the average investor can do better in structure. So DBC as your overall winner for this head to head matchup. All right. Well, our judges have spoken and uh, we've got a split decision, people. That's what we've got here. And I'm actually surprised about DBA, Jessica, giving that particular ETF the nod because it only got her vote in terms of the mystery category. But again, she preferred it just based on its awesome historical record in terms of keeping up um, during market drawdowns and holding up better on a relative basis. And uh, certainly that's what we've been seeing in the stock market as of late, lots of drawdowns. But um, nevertheless, Mike making some excellent points to uh, counter Jessica's analysis and compliment it that, uh, listen, if you're going to play this space, there may be w better ways to do it via equity products like MOOO or NANR. And of course, a nice mention of PPI recently launched ETF from one of our other ETF battle judges, John Davies. So be sure to check out some of those ticker symbols uh, as well as, um, um, you know, adding the ideas that we've shared with you on today's program as, as a starting point uh, for your overall research. 
Great job on today's program, Jessica and Mike. Well done. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Mike. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Jessica. Well, that does it for this round of ETF Battles. Again, a big thanks to our judges, Jessica and Mike, for an illustrious job in judging today's matchup. Which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Well, post your thoughts in our YouTube comment section or hit us up on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Be sure to give us your ETF ticker symbols. And if we choose your battle, you win an ETF Battles shirt. Thanks for watching. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Until next time, watch the battle before you invest right here on ETF Guide TV. The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.